What's up ladies and gentlemen? My name is Marco Dupa and that guy right there is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up Brewskis? Thank you again for joining us as always. You know where you are if you're locked in, so let's just get right into it. What do we have on tap for you guys tonight? Today, as of today, was the last day for the great Barry Bonds to be voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And was he? No. <laughs> Should he be? We're going to get into that. That's right. And... Our good friend, our good pal, the great and powerful Joe Rogan. Hey, Jamie. <laughs> had a lot to say today with his uh, with his 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 friend his his pal, um, the Lobster Man himself, Jordan Peterson. Lobster Man. <laughs> uh, and and uh, one of the clips that's going viral is, uh, "What is black, really? <laughs> is a black man really black?" I don't think so. <laughs> Not as black as Superman. <laughs> all that and more on today's episode uh but before we get into any of that we have to get into what we're drinking tonight so obi please tell the people what we're drinking i would be delighted my friend we have the american trappist brewing no spencer trappist brewery <laughs> which is made spencer monks reserve ale which is a trappist quadruple this ain't your ordinary Trappist, though. This is the only, as I read it on their website, <laughs> certified Trappist beer made in the United States. So, a very special one tonight. And it does have a cold read for you. I will get into that after we crack this baby open. Though. We'll do it to it. Without further ado, this is episode 339 of the One Beer In podcast. Keep, in mind, keep my fucking name out of your mouth. Like every time he tries to promote some shit, I guess he has something to say about mm. old Mars. And Johnny Marr was like, he just deflected. He was like, <laughs> all right, whatever. Social media, man. What do you want yeah. me to do? They ask me about you. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about you. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't realize that they hadn't collaborated in like 40 years. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's been a long time, Rift. It's been. It's been. Okay, well, friends, we're back. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a cold read for you for the Spencer Monk's Reserve Ale. It goes as follows. Fragrant, robust, and full-bodied, this classic Trappist quadruple is mahogany in color and crowned with a dense, tan, frothy head. Its malt-forward flavor pro profile yields to a warm finish you got it man words are hard <laughs> uh this one again is brewed and bottled by the spencer brewery llc the monks of saint joseph's abbey spencer mass 
and this baby clocks in at a mighty 10.2 percent so we're gonna have a good time that's right that's right so let's clink it up Ooh. Ooh. That's nice. Ooh. And there is Spencer Glassware. As most, if not all, Trappers Breweries, breweries. breweries. It's already, it's already going here. Trappers Breweries should have the proper glassware sure. for their beer. And Spencer does. We do not. <laughs> we're, we're making do. Yeah, I mean, what do you want us to do? St. Bernard is some fucking delirium. Uh, delirium. Belgium, right? Yeah. So, this is episode 339 of the One Beer and Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew and see where that one brew takes us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thank you guys again for joining us week in and week out. We appreciate the patronage, the patronizing. Yeah, patronize (laughs) us, please. (laughs) All right, let's get right into this bitch because we got some shit to talk about. So... You know we don't we don't talk much sports on this show though you know you know we're 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 uh, outlier fans of sports we sure, just don't like sure. you know we just don't really delve into it because it's not a sports show for, for those really... who've been around for a while let me <laughs> sports yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so deep cut deep cut but this thing seems this this most recent story is pretty important because it 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 has a very um. It has a lot of uh, not a lot of its own sub storylines, and it has a lot of um, uh, what am I? How am I trying to word this? It's important when it comes to the history of going forward, like w- what this is going sure. to mean for, I mean, the rest of the the legacy of baseball. Really, well, it folds heavily into our generation too. Yeah, we were all up in the steroid era oh, yeah. of baseball. Oh yeah, which was awesome. Yeah, was, I think all right. Let's time. let's just get that out of the way right now. Um, it was fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. You know what? Yeah, let's get this out of the way right now. We are children of the steroid era. Of course, we're at that ripe age. To where if you weren't paying attention to baseball before, you were fucking paying attention to it yeah. when they started ripping off. I mean, every, it was like fireworks. Yeah. Every week you'd watch SportsCenter and you're just like, how many did he hit? How far did they go? How fast was that that fastball? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and and the, the home run race, of course. Of course. Of Incredible. course. Incredible. A home run race. And in the midst of... Of all of this, this, this just in, in, incredible feats of human strength and agility and speed and just, just surpassing what a, a person should be capable of. In the midst of all of this, Barry Bonds stood fat head and shoulders <laughs> above all of them. Uh huh. A lot of people say, most people who know baseball would say that. Barry Bonds was a top 10 all-time player before he started juicing. Yeah. Uh, And some would even say he was a top five guy Mm -hmm. before he started juicing. And then he did start juicing, and he blew up like a balloon. Yeah. And then he just started cracking. Hammering that ball. Thor's hammer. To the tune of being the uh, 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 having the most home runs in the history of the sport. 
Um, I don't know how many. I guess you just pull up his his stat sheet really real quick. We just run down Barry Bonds, the man, the machine, the machine. That's that's year after year. Yeah, go to just go to his wiki. It should pull up like his. It's right there. Where? Go back up. Where? Right to the right. Uh. Click it. Ah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go down. It should be right there. Run, just run off his list of accomplishments. All righty, highlights and awards: fourteen-time All-Star, seven-time NL MVP, eight-time Golden Glove Award winner, twelve-time Silver Struggle Silver Struggle Award. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, Silver Slugger Award winner. Silver struggle. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Three-time Hank Aaron Award, uh, two-time NL batting champion, home run leader. You know, it. It. he's on the Giants' wall of fame. Uh, they retired his number. San Francisco obviously has no qualms about honoring him. No. 762 career home runs. <clears throat> Better than old Hank Aaron. 73 home runs in a single season. Uh, 2,558 career bases on balls, 232 bases on balls in a single season, 0.609 on base percentage in a single season, 0.863 slugging percentage in a single season. Yeah. So. He was a goddamn machine. Yeah. It was insane. When you, I mean, you know, you you can't even uh, quantify some of that stuff. You're just like, how many times? <laughs> how many? What? what? Huh? So then, you know, obviously, steroid era was was one of the biggest uh, sports stories. And the fallout of the steroid era was the fact that a lot of people who otherwise may have been honored um, had to be, uh, have, 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 like, you know, lost their prestige and have been dishonorably discharged from from, from, yeah. from the from league. baseball. Yeah. And um, Barry Bonds is not a singular case, but he's probably the most high-profile case of a person who um, is an example of, you know, his accomplishments were just that even before everything, like all of the controversy and like, you know, the steroid era and like being a part of all of that. Yeah. He had done enough in his career to warrant being in the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. The conversation now becomes should what he has done disqualify him from the Hall? And also, I guess the real conversation is what is the point of the Hall in the first place? Mm hmm. It is, is it a thing to document the history of the league or is it a thing to honor the accomplishments of the best players in the league? Right. And that's really what the conversation is kind of boiled down to. Yeah, well, you know, um, a major side of this is saying, well, sure, he may have been this great athlete at one time, but fact of the matter is it's well known that he essentially cheated yeah with performance enhancing drugs and that for a lot of people is the end of the conversation right you do 
peds, you cheated. You don't yeah. get in. That's it. Right. There's no there's no bones no, about it. No gray area no. for it. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about that, though, given that I, I think, again, our generation was very much exposed to this, <laughs> these monsters being the norm and kind of, you know, you, you see in a lot of interviews and stuff of, of guys who are playing in, in this era uh, who were using and who weren't or who were using discreetly enough to not be caught. Yeah. Um, which remind me, if, if you know, was Barry Bonds ever did was he ever popped for anything? Because I, I don't think he was. I, I don't know if he was ever formally. I think it was just like a no duh. Of course he was. Yeah. Like, but I don't think he I, ever tested positive. I. And we may we may sound super ignorant on this, but from my recollection, I think he always outright denied using, mm-hmm. and no one ever caught him specifically. But then again, something had to have popped. There's no way if we don't have any evidence. Okay, he tested positive for three types of steroids. There it is. Told his business manager he injected all over all the over the place. place. <laughs> Oh yeah, so there's there's actually a Forbes article titled "The Case Against Barry Bonds Getting Into the Hall of Fame." Yeah, we might have should have read that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he did he did test positive. Excuse me, excuse me for my ignorance. I just I didn't hear of that uh, formally happening. Um, okay, so yeah, he did, and his manager stabbed him all over the place with with yeah. steroids, apparently, and stabbed him in the back for yeah. reporting it. <laughs> Fucking a man. Yeah, that's the that's. What a seedy, disgusting, like wild couple of years in the history of a sport, man. Well, yeah, what I was getting to was you hear, I, I, you know, I've seen some, you know, uh, documentaries on it and stuff. And, and it always seems like this well-known thing in, in the boys club of the MLB. Like, of course we were taking this stuff, you know, like we just started to understand how how impactful it could be. Yeah. For us with our recovery and getting, you know, just being able to outperform anyone who wasn't using it. Anyone who wasn't using it was at this disadvantage, but everyone was using it. Yeah. So, you know, you had to to keep up, essentially. Yeah. Um, Not that that's an excuse, because, I mean, that kind of proves that it is cheating. Like, if you just can't keep up without doing this to your body. like. (sighs) But if everybody's cheating, is anybody cheating? If you're all breaking one rule, I mean, you're still breaking a rule, but if everyone's breaking the rule, it's like, it's it's now, again, a level playing field. It's not cheating in a different country, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, the way I feel about it is, I am inclined to believe that uh, I always assumed that a Hall of Fame was there not to just honor guys who were there, mm-hmm. but the guys who were important to the um, <clears throat> guys who were either, Hall of Fames to me are, are either highlighting the best of the best or highlighting people who were there who progressed the league. Right. Or progressed whatever said sport, right? Yeah. So I guess in that regard, you can make a case that Barry Bonds, regardless of how you feel about his actions, was one of the guys that progressed 
the league mm-hmm. to to where it is now. But I think if you let if you let Barry Bonds in, then you just have to open the floodgates to Everyone. pretty much everybody. Yeah. You can't you can't say that Barry Bonds gets in and then <laughs> the rest of these guys who were disgraced don't get in. Yeah. Especially with their numbers. It's like how can you not have Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire in, for example? Mm-hmm. Just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um so the way I look at it is you have to you have to draw the line somewhere, right? And if it has to be, you know, if you if you popped, you don't get in. That's it. Like a Rod shouldn't get in, right? You know, the guys. Who, it it's I don't know. It 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 cheapens it. It makes me feel like uh, <laughs> like when I was a kid. When I was a kid, everybody everybody took Taekwondo or karate or some some childish martial art right mm-hmm. and when i got my black belt i felt really proud of it until like the very next class when i was a black belt i'm sitting and and we're doing you know we're doing kicks and stuff we're doing we're running drills and stuff and i'm looking to my left and to my right and the people who are the kids who are with me they, they're just not they're not on my level right like Physically, they mm-hmm. just weren't. I'm not saying I was fucking Bruce Lee. I'm just saying like I was. I took it really seriously. Sure, you know, I had the the balance, the 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 um, like the strength for yeah. for you know. I just I the took internal it, flame. Yeah, the, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I had the glow, the eye of the tiger. You know, yeah. I, uh, and and they just didn't. They were just there to like, you know, boost their self esteem and like you know. Get a nice little exercise in before they went to fucking right. You know what I mean? It was essentially a Pilates class. For yeah, them. yeah. And and it cheapened the belt. Right. It made me feel like, well, what's the point of this? Mm-hmm. And if you're a guy who spent your entire career doing it the right way, quote unquote, right. And you get into the hall, and then the next year they vote in some guy here. Like I know that fucking guy cheated. I saw him <laughs> in the locker room cheating. Yeah. It would cheapen it. You know? Well, a lot of people are bringing up David Ortiz Oops. in this conversation because he was uh, voted in to the Hall of Fame after allegedly testing positive in, what was it, 2003? Yeah, but did he, like, actually pop? I don't know. <laughs> a, a lot of this is saying allegedly or reported that, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was just covered up or if he actually didn't and it was just an allegation. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people are bringing him up and saying, well, it's not that level playing field that you're talking about. You're kind of picking and choosing who you want in and who you don't. Yeah. Um, but why, why use Barry Bonds as the scapegoat for this whole era? He would, you would think that he would be the one person that you would, you would be able to make a case that despite everything that he did, he could he should be in Mm -hmm. so for like everybody to be like you know for them to pick and shoot like i see why big poppy would get in right because he's you know he's big poppy he's a fan favorite everybody loves him yeah i mean he's remained close at the mlb's been on you know simulcasts and stuff and uh become you know uh uh not even become is this continued to be a voice in the league yeah so is that what it is is that is is that is it because Barry Bonds is you know 
<clears throat> sort of disgraced. Maybe. And that, and that, and that they're yeah. just like, they, you know, if, if you stay in close contact with the league and you, and you cooperate, you get a little bit more oomph. You get a little bit more nudging. Yeah. Well, I mean, same thing with uh, A-Rod, too. Because he's on uh, uh, games. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I mean, he's he has admitted to taking PEDs. Yeah, he just shouldn't get in. He's, right. he's admitted to it. He just, he just, and he's a fucking prick. Like, he just shouldn't get in. <laughs> you know? Like, what has he done? To, 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 uh, what kind of penance has he paid for this? He just looked really pretty. That's it. That's he's just he's remained done. pretty. Yeah. Now he's got like a, a, a line for men's. Men's makeup, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pioneer. Which is so fucking stupid. Yeah. It's so, it's not stupid that like men can wear makeup if they want. That's fine. Sure. It's it's there that, doesn't uh, well, let me let me say there doesn't need to be men's makeup though. That's exactly that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you can it, just wear he's makeup. He's marketing it like <laughs> it's like dude wipes. Well, and it's, know, like, and it's and it's genius. It's genius. Yeah. Anytime these companies or like a celebrity spokesperson is smart enough to just be like, look, let's just do that thing, and you just slap my face on it, right? And it'll be like ah, it's for fucking guys. Right. Now we can right. Like uh, you know. Machine Gun Kelly is has come out with like a um, a line of nail polish for okay. men, and I think a lot of these guys now that like the nail polish thing has become like an in thing to do. Sure, <clears throat> a lot of them are coming out with nail polish lines, but like they're geared toward men. What does that how? even mean? How? That's what I'm saying. What, like, what what are what are men's nails different? Yeah. Uh, how how are they different than women's nails? Because the thing is, if you're, I don't think that you're. I don't think that you're playing with gender roles in the way that you think you are by going this thing that was typically marketed to women, we're now going to market it to men. No, you're you're and, taking one step forward and two steps back. Right, exactly. <laughs> like I I I don't applaud you for for being like, yeah, now it's for fucking dudes. You're and, kind of in a weird way doing more damage. Like you're encroaching on a typically woman-centric um product yeah and and saying no this is for guys now yeah now we get to do it right it's like no just you know maybe. just do it yeah if you want to do it yeah, just do it yeah, yeah. that's that's your prerogative and you can just like you know just make the product i i just don't like what does he fucking know about nail polish i don't more I don't than know. anybody else because he, <laughs> he can go i like that one yeah and that's mine now Dog, if you're, I mean, I just, Machine you know, Gun Kelly Green. Listen. Maybe. Take take away all of the the gender roles. Take away all of the, all of society's uh, uh, pressures that they put on men and women and, 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 and any, any person in between. Why would you do anything that me, Machine Gun Kelly told you to do? You know? Yeah. What, 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 what about this person makes you go, oh, he did that? <sighs> I should do that. Look, a lot of people enjoy his change of genre Bro. as an artist. A lot of people like it. I understand. We well, we grew up in the era of pop punk being. I wouldn't huge say. Lot, I, well. I would say fifteen-year-old white girls like it. There's nobody that I know who listens who was 
at the proper age for pop punk. <laughs> the proper age, yes. yes. Of age for of pop age punk. Age for pop punk. Yes. Who who now listens to Machine Gun Kelly? Like he gets it. Mm. None of them. Yeah. I don't have a wide enough uh, net to to know, but my my net's not that wide either. But I have a handful of people who I know who listen to pop punk. They so feel much. exactly how the rest of us yeah. do about Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Well, he's an, he's a bit of an interloper, right? Like they yes. look at him like an outsider who's just cashing in on the style. Well, that's look. what he's always done. That's yeah. the problem with him. He did it with hip hop, and everybody fucking fell over themselves to praise another fast rapping white guy. Yeah. Like we need another one of those. Jesus. Like I need a fucking hole in the head. <laughs> did you see the you see the new uh, Eminem thing? bro? <laughs> Yeah. Apparently that's not new. It just went viral. The, the viral thing, then. Yeah. I, yeah. I assumed it wasn't new because it seemed like something he would have done five years ago. Yeah. I hated it so much. I just I want I was gonna retweet it's, it's the, and say something about it, but it's the arcade video. Yeah. If, if you guys don't know what we're Where talking he about, steps in. Stop it! And it's like forty minutes of of nonsense. Yeah. I, well, you know what? I'm glad we I'm glad we got it because I want to talk. About this. <laughs> I just need to I need to say something about this. Can we close Barry Bonds first? Let's close Barry Bonds and then get back okay. to. Okay, you 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 spoke your piece on what you think about him getting it or not, right? Yeah, I mean, like just to 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 put a button on it. I think that his the first half of his career, the accomplishments that he made, would have warranted him getting into the hall. Yeah, and then when you bookend your career disgracefully it's hard for me to go well the first half of your career was enough without at least saying if the hall is a place to acknowledge history then he should get in sure if it is a place of honor then he shouldn't get in yeah that's how i feel about it sure that's fair i think just based on my personal uh affection for that era and him, I mean, I, I like I grew up loving Barry Bonds. Um, I would like to see him in, but I think that, like you said, once you let him in, it kind of opens the floodgate to all of them mm-hmm. within that era that are you know disgraced. I say let them all in, but I say put an asterisk saying this person was caught with this, 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 and this in the bottom of their plaque. Yeah, you know, list all their accomplishments, whatever you need, their story, where they came from. You know, all of their records and all that. But then at the very bottom, it has a little red asterisk saying, however, this person was caught with this. What if they just made an entire asterisk wing of the hall? I mean, yeah, like just, you know, not like... like it's, the, the, it's in the bathrooms. <laughs> it's the urinals. You pee on their plaque. Yeah, and you just... <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't have to... And it shows if you test positive for anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh... I mean, there's a lot of guys who did, you know, Pete Rose comes to mind, a guy who's oh, sure, like yeah. still isn't in the hall and never will get into the hall, a guy who but deserves to be in the hall yeah. due to his physical accomplishments. Yeah. And uh, he's not in, you know, because of something um, completely, not, not even like performance enhancing, just completely outside of like, you know, sure. you know, sports betting. Right. And he doesn't get in because of the way that the league looks at that and the way that the league looks at him now. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's not going to get in. There's uh, apparently still a chance. Um, there's like another voting process that happens, I think, in 2024. 
but as far as being voted in by I think the writers which is what this current voting process was that's, that's done, done. Yeah. <clears throat> so we'll see do you want to call South right now and do like 10 minutes with Southie he is a I mean he's a baseball historian right. he knows I mean he could give us sure yeah I mean, I mean I, if you want to do it <laughs> yeah, it's fine by me I'll see if I'll see if I can get him Hey. <clears throat> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so we uh, we were talking about the Barry Bonds thing because obviously I'm sure you're well aware that today was the last day that the writers would be able to put him in the hall, right? Y- yes. So, Yesterday technically, but yes. So what I, what I want from you, if you can do this, is – I would like to hear you argue why he should and why he shouldn't be in. So give uh, the two sides that everybody has. Well, because, I mean, Adam and I kind of, we already, we did about 20 minutes on it. And like the conclusion that we kind of came to, I said that if the hall is a place for remembrance of the league, then he should be in. If it's a place for the feats of these people then he shouldn't be in because he cheated and adam your yours was sort of the same but like a little yeah i i said there should be an asterisk if yeah. if anyone was found you know testing positive being like they did this but <clears throat> they popped for this i guess what yeah. i'm what we're really interested in is the idea that he should be in like what what the all these writers who are coming out for some reason now they're coming out and they weren't coming out years ago when he could have got voted in year after year now all of a sudden in his last year of being eligible all of a sudden you see all these writers coming out saying like it's a travesty that he's not yeah. in the well they waited till after the vote too they didn't try and get the momentum usually what happens in a guy's last year would be like this rallying cry to be like fuck this let's get this guy in here so like Larry Walker last year Tim Raines a few years ago and there's all these op-eds building up to the vote, like we got to get him in. But this, but this year, there wasn't a word spoken about Bonds or Clemens until the second it was done. After all the voting's done, they're like, "What a shame!" <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is the argument that he should get in? Let's start with that. What is the argument that he should be in the hall? So I'd say the main one that people go to is that. The difference of him and Clemens compared to the other steroid guys is that they were both Hall of Famers before they even started taking steroids. You could take their career from the point of when we pretty much know when they started. You could remove all of those numbers, and they were still already Hall of Famers. I mean, before the steroid thing, Barry Bonds was already a three-time MVP, and Roger Clemens already had won four Cy Youngs. They were already Hall of Famers. Mm. So some... So the people that think that they should be in is that they got embarrassed here. You made them wait the 10 years, but they were going to be Hall of Famers. Yeah, they're pieces of shit on the field, off the field, whatever. <laughs> but they they were going to be anyway. So it's kind of ridiculous to not have them. Whereas someone like Sammy Sosa or McGuire or something, it's like, eh, that guy's not a Hall of Famer without the steroids. We know that. Because mm. you can look at the difference in their career or their ability whereas yeah I mean Bonds and Clemens are 
they they just were Hall of Fame. They were superstars the second they started. Like they they there wasn't like a oh he's a pretty solid player and then all of a sudden you're like oh my god it's just like they were superstars and then the reason why the numbers became such a joke is because they're all they're 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 the only two guys that were already Hall of Famers that took steroids right right so they became superhuman whereas some other guys were really good started taking steroids became Hall of Famers and and it's also there's a few people that are that have just got voted in the last few years that we pretty much know did it or have at least been as as linked as Bonds and Clements too so it's like the hypocrisy of like alright you voted for Yvonne Rodriguez we all know he did it or like Jeff Bagwell but it's like it wasn't a big case there's not like as much evidence or something so you put them in because no one cares and it feels like you're punishing the the main guys when in turn, the guy who's in charge of it, Bud Selig, who turned his eye to it because they were willing to let anything happen because they let the strike happen in 94. They canceled the World Series. Everybody said, fuck Major League Baseball. Ratings were down. <clears throat> I mean, the 95 World Series, the games didn't even sell out. Then all of a sudden, the home run chase starts happening. They, everyone knows people are using steroids, but they don't care because baseball got popular for that that Bonds and or not Bonds, the McGuire and Sosa home run chase in '98. Everybody's watching who's who, who hit one tonight and stuff. Right. So that same commissioner, but <clears throat> they just put him in the Hall of Fame after he retired. <laughs> so the guy who oversaw one of the worst time periods in the history of baseball, who let all this happen, he's in the Hall of Fame, but not the guys who saved the sport. <laughs> right. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It, it's so if you want to say, and, and it, they weren't tested, they weren't illegal. Uh, steroids were illegal in the U.S., but it wasn't illegal in the sport. That's why they just let them do it. I mean, right. Mark McGuire had a bottle of Andro or whatever the fucking type he used in his locker. You can see it behind him in pictures. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, you, you hit three more tonight, Big Mac. What is it? How do you get your strength? I don't know. And then there's just a bottle of steroids behind him. Like, I mean, it was just like they didn't give a fuck. And then, then all of a sudden, once some of the popularity came back and the people got, once people were aware, like, hey, these guys are cheating. What? Like, they're kind of ruining all these records. And they go, oh, my God, this is disgusting. Let's ban these. <laughs> but then, then that's the other thing. They haven't, Major League Baseball hasn't taken any stance on their numbers, their records. There's no asterisk on the single season home run record. There's no asterisk on Barry Bonds all time record they haven't made a stance they have, they're not banned from baseball Barry Bonds works in Major League Baseball mm. well so, so so why do you why do you think that he's become him and Clemens have become like the scapegoats for the era it's it's because particularly Bonds he he broke he broke the records that mattered so we're mad at him mm. that's what it is <clears throat> That's why everybody wanted him to stop. When he was getting ready to break Aaron's record, everyone's like, just don't do it. Like, like you're going to ruin it. You don't deserve it. Hank Aaron had to, like, fight through all this racism and hard times and all this shit to, like, pass this record. Now you're just going to pass it. And we all know you're a cheater. So I think there's some bitterness. And it's also, you know, Bonds and Clemens are 
they are really shitty dudes. You know I, mean? <laughs> no, like, I mean, Barry Pons is an awful guy. I don't, you know, he, he threatened dudes. to chop his wife's head off and and, and all this stuff. I mean, like this oh dude, my sucks. God. Like, yeah. Like if you look up what there, he he married some masseuse in like Canada. And he made her sign a prenup, but she didn't like speak English, so her lawyer didn't know what to do. So she signed it. He, she was eight months pregnant. Beat her up, threatened oh to chop God. her head off, rip her breast implants out. Then he he divorced her. Didn't give her a cent. She was homeless. So California had to change the state law because of the very bonds. So the guy sucks, right? He sucks. <laughs> right. But he's a Hall of Famer, right? Right. Even without steroids. But it's that. They made a mockery of it. They were too good of players. They were they were doing things at an age that's like comical. Like when Barry Bonds so Barry Bonds in his career is a two eighty six hitter. When he was forty one years old, he had three seventy two. <laughs> he was intentionally walked, not drawing walks. He was so feared, he got intentionally walked. More than anyone else walked in baseball that season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy's numbers when he's in his 40s are literally a joke. I think his, his age 43 season, on games where he didn't get a hit, he still had an on-base percentage of 414. So almost half the time, he's still getting on base without hits because he got walked <laughs> that much. Buck Showalter, they were, the, the, the Giants were down by two with bases loaded in the ninth inning. Barry Bonds was up with the bases loaded. Buck Showalter intentionally walked him because they would, they would rather walk him one run than to give him a chance to swing. I mean, he was literally, I always tell this story about, this was during the juice year for Bonds. Like 2003, I went down to a game with my dad up here in Cincinnati, and he was hitting batting practice, and he was hitting like these missiles out in the right field. They were like, they were something, they were like, like in backyard baseball when you use the aluminum bat the way the ball flies out. <laughs> and like the ball's flying in there and then the one of them was coming like towards us and this guy, these two guys were like standing there at the ball and they dove out of the way. They bailed <laughs> on catching the ball and it hit the seat and broke the seat. The ball was going so fast. Oh the guy was like a joke. It's uh, incredible. So that's why everyone's so mad. Because it's like you go, fuck, you didn't need that's. I guess that's more so. It's like you didn't even need it. Yeah. Do you so, think? Do you think that Barry Bonds would have broken the record without? Juicing? Absolutely not. Not even close. Okay. Not. Not even. Not a chance. And that's why people are mad. He wouldn't have. I mean, let's look at it this way, dudes. All right, baseball started in eighteen sixty nine. From 1869 to 1997, two guys hit over 60 home runs in a season one time. Barry, Babe Ruth hit 60 home runs once. Roger Maris hit 61. Then from 2002 to now, no one's done it. From 1998 to 2001, it happened seven times. Like <laughs> three different guys. That's right. why. Yeah, right, yeah. They ruined all the records. That's why everyone's pissed off. Yeah. So the so the reason why you would say to keep him out is just, you know, it's you don't have a right to the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. You get to keep you get to keep your your money, your fame. You even get to keep the records too. You, you don't deserve to have that honor. 
yeah. of being into it because whether whether you you needed it or not, you still cheated. So I think if Jeff Passon wrote about it. It's it comes down to if you if you view the Hall of Fame as a museum or if you view it as a shrine. Yeah, if it's a museum. Mm-hmm. Then the steroid guys should all be in. Right. So they're the best players of their era. Everybody's <clears throat> using it. Then they should be in. But if it's a shrine, then yeah, you can keep them out. But but the issue is that like, I know you're talking about Bonds and, and Clemens because the steroids thing. But you know, Kurt Schilling doesn't get in because <laughs> they accuse him of being a white nationalist and stuff. <laughs> but it, so it's like. So he doesn't get in last year, and then he goes, fuck you, don't even vote for me. So they're like, okay, fine, we won't vote for you. So he's off the ballot, too. But, like, so we don't vote for him, but then we're going to leave. I mean, but there's bad guys in the Hall of Fame, right? right? So right. start purging it then. Right. I mean, someone like Cap Anson, I mean, they got quotes on this dude, Rogers Hornsby. They got a lot of quotes with a lot of slurs, right? And it's known <laughs> fact. And they got a shrine, but, like, Kurt Schilling says couple of questionable things on twitter so we can't put them in it's like that doesn't make any sense like you can't pull up the character clause moving forward if you don't scrub the past of it right Mm. it doesn't make any sense right so but the problem is major league baseball just won't take an official stance on anything right because that's the thing is that like you know so it it, the the all-time hit leader and the all-time home run leader neither of them in the hall of fame once because Pete rose with gambling and barry bonds because steroids but so it's just like you know that that's the problem with this it's like it just doesn't make any sense like what are we doing what are we supposed to do are we we supposed to recognize these guys or not so ultimately and i'll let you go with this do you think as our as the one beer ends resident (laughs) baseball guy do you think that these guys should be in do you what what are your feelings on the hall and how it should be represented and do you think the a-rods the clemens the bonds the roses do you think that they all should be in or not i i think that uh bonds and clemens should get in because they were hall of famers before the steroids thing um a-rod shouldn't and as much as it pains me, Manny Ramirez shouldn't. Anyone that test that did test positive, now you're gone. If you if you're still doing it after there's tests and you test positive, no. Mm. But even though we can know and it can be testified, these guys never tested positive, and it wasn't even illegal in the sport at the time. So, a guy who you can like, I mean, you just got to use your brain, right? Like you know, Clemens and Bonds are Hall of Famers without it, and you know Sosa isn't, right? So I feel like guys that you kind of know should be Hall of Famers, should be in. And then, you know, if a guy, I'm not, you know, if a guy's like a, you know, a rapist or a murderer, yeah, you keep him out. But a guy's not a great guy, I don't care. I mean, he, he did, did, did he do anything on the field wrong? Like, no. So, like, guys like Pete Rose or Kurt Schillings, they should get in. The only guys that have a hard stance against, if you test a positive for steroids, then no it's like it's documented there's no gray area you're a cheater boom that's it yeah so that's where i stand on on that all right well i appreciate it i knew it was gonna be good <laughs> well no no wait wait now do it in a song <laughs> yeah <laughs> now perform the outro song <laughs> 
All right, I'm gonna let you go. Uh, uh, I appreciate you taking the call. Yes, we needed thank some you. context. This helps a lot. Yeah, you're gonna hate our conversation without you on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we sound like yeah, two infants. To, yeah, I look forward to the hot takes on that. <laughs> <laughs> we said it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's all. That's all we had to say about it. it was, yeah, no, Keep let them. Keep them out of there, man. <laughs> steroid era was awesome. We did steroid say that. And I know what you know what I think South would agree that the steroid era was awesome. You know, it was awesome. Yeah. It's just yes. In hindsight, it's not. But in the sure. moment it was awesome. It yeah. brought us all back. It's just now in hindsight, you're like, oh, no one will ever break the home run record. <laughs> right. Oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. But yeah. Not, not, that kind of hurts it. Yeah. All right, brother. I'm gonna let you go. But appreciate all it, man. Right, man. Yes, thank you. Yep. Yeah, no problem. All right, man. Peace. 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 Anyway, as as we were meandering into. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm just I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of. I'm sick of hip hop Twitter. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of people. I'm 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 sick of having the argument that like that's not. A, like a good or like there is obviously <clears throat> a level of talent that goes into mm. being able to do that of course we're, we're talking about speed wrapping right speed wrapping yeah. yes yeah it's just it's so old and tired and 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 done yeah it's been done to death i mean to me it's the equivalent of like guitar noodling yeah like if you're just shredding up there but not you know, writing a, a, a catchy song or at least something interesting with it, it's like, okay, that gets boring after a while, too. Yeah. Like, how many Buckethead albums are you going to listen to? Exactly. Right. That, and that's the thing. No offense. <laughs> you know, like, the Kid Mero, he, he, he retweeted it and he was clowning on it. Yeah, was... But then one of the things that he said was really, like, resonated with me. He was like... Buster Rhymes has been doing this this whole year. Does he get called the goat all the time when when his his fucking clips go viral? No. Yeah. Well, and everyone everyone was dropping in people who've done speed rapping before. Well, yeah. Twista. And, yeah. And, go through it and and you'll see. Yeah. It's just some, I mean Tech Nine. Sure. Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, Mac Lethal. Fucking guys like that who go viral for doing it all the time on right. YouTube and shit. Like it's not. You do it all. I mean, fucking Machine Gun Kelly was was for a little bit doing it. Yellow Wolf. It's always fucking white people doing it. Um, <laughs> and it it's just, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's so, and I know it's never going to end. No. I know it's never going to stop. A, it's a parlor trick. Like, it will, it will never stop being entertaining to people. Yeah. I stopped doing it because one of the reasons was because it was like, well, this is old and tired. And it's not, I'm not really saying anything. Mm -hmm. I'm, when you, when you, when you write a speed rap, you are trying to like say something lyrically. You're trying to like put metaphors together and stuff and say something clever. But at the same time, like you have a dual responsibility when you're doing it, which is try to say something clever. And at the same time, make sure that these syllables still work so that you can keep the, the, um, flow going and you keep the wordplay going right yeah. that sounds difficult mm -hmm. it's not yeah all you have to do is just continue to anybody can anybody can do it mm -hmm. not anybody that's well performance wise not everybody can do it no nope. yeah, yeah yeah performing that's for sure that's that's uh but hip-hop in my opinion w rapping 
it's not about <clears throat> like your lyrical gymnastics live. Mm -hmm. That is a part of it's it. An element, yeah. But but if you're not a person who I, I no one I, I just don't I have never and I don't see a lot of people other than people who don't really it's it's always the people who don't know anything about hip hop. That's my mm. problem. It's never you never see people who have listened to very very rarely you'll see people making this connection but for the most part when you see people talking about how Eminem is the goat and he's the goat because of that shit and mm -hmm. not like the first three albums sure. of his career and like everything he did prior to that it's always people who don't know anything about hip hop who don't listen to hip hop yeah. who only listen to him and then tell you and then say shit like I don't listen to a lot of rap, but fucking Eminem is yeah. crazy. And it, and then it's like, well, this conversation's over. I'm he not... actually says some stuff. You know? <clears throat> Dude, whenever someone says he actually says things, I want to fucking strangle him. It 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 uh, it reeks of like middle aged mom mm -hmm. who thinks of rap and simultaneously thinks <clears throat> bling bling. You know? Yeah. People who still say bling bling unironically. Are yeah. people who just shouldn't be able to talk about no. it? No, no. And it it and and it's either people who don't know shit about hip hop, or with all due respect, it's always a lot of foreign people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of people. Okay. Who, all right. I didn't me, see this coming. Let me just say, it's not a lot of foreign people. But I'm saying on Twitter, I see a lot of people who speak in broken English. Okay. Who say Eminem make make a the good raps? Okay. That's what I'm saying. I see that a lot. Is that Chef Boyardee? <laughs> They're making the good. Making the good reps. So uh, I won't go into. I won't go further into that. Okay, and that's, that's probably a, that's a different smart. Direction. Yeah. But I just, I just wish, and 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 I just, I just want to sit these people down and and make them listen to, you know, late '90s Twista. Mm. Make them listen to Tech Nine. Make them listen to Busta Rhymes and Bone Thugs and Harmony and you know I, and, and and then once once I've sat them in a room and like made them listen to all these other guys then let them come out of that room and be like okay now that you know that he's not doing anything special now do you want to recalibrate how you feel about this because <clears throat> you can make a case that Eminem is one of the greatest rappers of all time based on his first three albums. Yeah, you can make that case. I, right. I'm. I wouldn't argue with somebody who said, who wanted to say, Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers, and Eminem show were enough to put him in the top ten. If Ready to Die and Life After Death are enough to put Biggie Smalls in the top ten, top five, top three, mm -hmm. then uh, Eminem's first three albums are enough. Yeah. To have that argument. Of course. Yeah. That's fine. What I will not do is let you talk about his longevity and talk about what he's done post 2005 because that's dog shit. <laughs> All of it's just dog shit. Uh. Um, so that's not to say that it's not debatable. Sure. I it's mean, all it's any, all debatable. Anything's debatable. Right. It's anything's yeah. debatable if you have a dumb enough opinion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. 
and uh, and and it's debatable enough if you if you are able to hold the conversation long enough. If you yes, if you have a strong enough conviction and argument that Eminem is the greatest rapper of all time, then sure, you know, like it, it's worth entertaining. But you, I just I just want you to be able to. If you're going to make a claim about anybody being the greatest of all time, I shouldn't be able to stump you with anybody else. Well, not only that, but just the use of superlatives like the greatest of all time shouldn't shouldn't be unlocked if we're talking about, you know, game mechanics here. Yeah. You shouldn't have that unlocked until you've done some research. Right. You know? I'm not even saying <laughs> no every single obscure nineties Brooklyn rapper. You yeah, know, like no. you don't have to get that region specific and that deep into the genre even. Like just know your basics. Yeah. Before you start talking about grace of all time. If you Google a top ten list of rappers and you can't tell me at least uh, at least something about all of them, like if you if you don't have a cursory knowledge of every rapper in most like general top ten lists. You can't tell me you know enough about Pac, Big, Jay, Nas, Name the Scarface, Wu Tang Clan, Ice Cube, you know, uh, uh, Andre three thousand, uh, Black Thought. Like, uh, I guess Kanye West would be in there. Although I, I wouldn't get it. Getting into the weeds. I don't <laughs> yeah, want to do that. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. If I give you a top ten list, and you're stumped by any of them, if I tell you like Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, Cool Mo D, LL Cool J, all those. And you can't really hold your own in that conversation. It's like, all right, well, then, like, you know, go back. No di- no disrespect. Yeah. Just go back, do your research, then come back to the table. Mm-hmm. And then we can have – I'm not saying that you can't argue. I'd love to hear an argument as to why he's better than all those guys. Right. Sure. Yeah. But if your argument is that he raps faster than them, hey, yeah. man, no. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> you know, We're not doing right. this. Which is also to say – Enjoy whatever you like. We're not here to, to police what you enjoy. Speak but for yourself. If, for myself, <laughs> I'm totally cool with you liking what you like. The only problem is when you start saying that the thing that you like is better than everything else that's in this genre that we hold very deep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, very closely this to our hearts. That's why he's the goat. Right. It's not. It is not. It's not. It's not. Um,. Try to see if I can, um, if I liked it recently enough. I don't know if we'd be able to play it, would we? Why not? I don't know. Somebody will, somebody will ping us for it. It's a, it's forty seconds from his <laughs> fucking TikTok account. I don't know. I'm forever paranoid. I know you are, but I've seen people like play whole songs. My likes are so fucking stupid. I have. Like every, your likes are my likes, honestly. <laughs> yeah, they are. Every time I see one of those, yeah, oh yeah. The the Jerry Kramer meme where he had the where he's where he got the chicken the guy chicken. signed. Yeah. Um, every single one of those. What's going has on been, in there? <laughs> this one is really. One of us is the thing. Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of us is the thing, Jerry. You should throw it up on the screen. Yeah, <laughs> so, so people can, people see, can it. see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't like it recently enough to to talk about it, but yeah. or to play it. But you know, you just you you can look it up. You can look up any like you can look up anything. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, internet's great, right there, dude. <laughs> um, you 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 can look into that and and see what we're talking about. But 
I, I mean, I just, I am just so sick of seeing the conversation that is be, that always gets had whenever he gets brought up, which is that like the things that he does, the 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 wizardry. It's just it's 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 done, man. It's tired. It's old. It's not fun. It's dog. I listened to that fucking clip, and I was like, I've listened to hip hop since I was seven years old. Yeah, and I don't know what he's saying. And yeah. then somebody reposted it, slowed, slowed down, down, and they were like. It's even better slow down. And I'm listening to what he's saying. And I was like, lyrical miracle. <laughs> yeah. I know much has been said about the whole lyrical miracle thing and, and just rhyming syllables. And Eminem is the worst example of it. <laughs> he's, it's definitely up there. He's just what he's, I mean, it, it's sad watching what he's, what's, ha, what has happened to him and how he's just let. Oh man, it's 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 awful, man. It's awful. Dog, I was listening to out of morbid curiosity. I'm gonna say something right now, and people are not gonna like this. Is it about foreigners? No. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut you off. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. It's about white people. Okay. I was listening to Out of Morbid Curiosity, the latest Limp Biscuit record. Okay. And number one, if you like Limp Biscuit, mm -hmm. it's not a bad album. Okay. Because it's just the same. It's, he hasn't done anything new. No. So it's like, if you were a fan of that guy or that band, mm. I think you're going to like the record because it's, it's pretty, it's like vintage Limp Biscuit. Interesting. Um, that actually makes me more interested in it than I thought I yeah, would be. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you, man. Like, like Fred Durst is not a good rapper. No. But if you like his shit, he stayed like consistent with what he's done. Mm -hmm. And like, <clears throat> if you're a fan of that shit, I don't, I don't see how you don't like the latest record because it's like, for all intents and purposes, not that bad. It's the same stuff. Yeah, it's just the same shit. Okay. Like, I'll never listen to it again in my entire life. But the first, <laughs> yeah. but when I did listen to it, I was like, well, all right. Okay. He's doing mm. what he's done. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is other than the fast rapping at this stage of eminem's career i don't hear a difference between him and fred durst as rappers wow and i mean when what i what i mean by that everybody calm down relax because i'm not done <laughs> what i mean by that is the content of what he's saying mm -hmm. is as deep as anything that Fred Durst has come up with. Eminem may pretty it up with syllables and, you know, clever ways to flip words, but when it comes to the actual metaphors of what he's what he's rapping about, the actual similes that he's using, I mean they're I mean they're they're puddle deep. They're I mean he's just I, I just don't I just don't see mm -hmm. the guy that everybody else sees yeah. when they listen to anything from at least his late last like three records. It's just all the, like it's become a trend obviously to hate on him and <clears throat> to do the whole lyrical miracle thing. But like when you listen to what he's actually saying, even that's not as good as it used to be. I have a theory and it's very shallow, but it's still a theory nonetheless. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people 
thought that Eight Mile was a documentary, <laughs> and yeah. really, really like took it to heart. Yeah, and it really like moved people in a certain way. <clears throat> yeah, and I think a lot of that bleeds into white people experiencing the quote hip hop experience for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with watching that movie. Largely, they feel like they now have a say in what is good hip hop and not. Mm. And I think that's poisoned a lot of people's minds mm. <laughs> into that carrying <clears throat> over into Eminem is the greatest of all time. Yeah. Did you see that battle he had? Yeah. On Eight Mile? Because incredible. <laughs> well, because I mean. I, I could I could see that. I could see a lot of people growing up with that and thinking that it was the crowning achievement of hip hop. A movie that successful. Right. And a movie coming out at a time a movie like that coming out at a time in a lot of our formative years. Right. Well, and not to mention the <coughs> crossover success of it too. Yeah. My dad likes Lose Yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean it it that was a massive song. Huge. And honestly, Lose Yourself is probably it's probably the crest of the wave for Eminem, mm-hmm. if you really think about it. It's probably the last truly great Eminem song. Yeah. And probably why it's the one that is it's definitely his most successful, the one that crossed over to everything. I mean it's you know, it's everywhere. Yeah. Uh and yeah, it's probably the quintessential Eminem song and yet I never think about it when I think about the best Eminem songs that I mean I just never because it's such a he's, he's got to perform on the Super Bowl right like there's no way he doesn't he's going to do that, that. yeah I, yeah oh we should talk about that a little bit I guess <laughs> I guess it's relevant because he is going to be at the Super Bowl and a lot of people are like is he going to do that <laughs> like is he going to come out there yeah. and fucking bro if he walks out and does rap god <laughs> I'll just turn the fucking TV <laughs> off and just mute yeah I'll, I'll just go about I like I'll eat some chips and yeah. like a quesadilla or something and like, <laughs> like I'm gonna go get some more wings yeah I can't stand rap god yeah <laughs> Oh man, and and everybody they always quote that fucking song. You know he does, he uses the same rhyme scheme from Rap God that he does in in that clip mm-hmm. that went that's gone viral recently. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of lines that he uses like it's the same words, and I pick up on this because I've done it's cheating. It's sure. it's what you do when you're like you I know paste. that yeah this will yeah. work. This will keep the flow going. It's almost like a I remember um. Remember, like years ago, this is going to be a deep cut reference, but stick with me, guys. <clears throat> Sirius Jones, famous battle rapper. Mm-hmm. He was battle. Google Sirius Jones. He was incredible. Should have been the next guy. His career just kind of um, uh, stalled. Like all the battle rappers. Yeah. We talked yeah, about it before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. He suffered the same fate. Um, but he was he was he was battling some guy. I forgot who he was battling. But uh. The guy who he was battling, <clears throat> I mean, he was coming off the top of his head, so he was using when you're when you're freestyling, you you need some sometimes you need like anchor words to kind of like get you to the next bar or something to kind of like in your like continue to rap while simultaneously thinking of the next line. So mm-hmm. you need kind of like a a thing to get you there. 
Yeah. People use like easy words or stuff that they know is going to work or lines that they already have thought of mm-hmm. or written down that they can use. You throw two bars out there and while you're wrapping those two bars, you've got the next two bars locked and loaded. Freestyling is incredible. And yeah. it's always come very hard for me because my memory is shit. And so I'm always impressed with people who can freestyle. At the same time, if that's all you can do, there's a limit to that also. Yeah. Well, I, I think going back to what you were just talking about as far as that technique, it's if you're not familiar, it's just like the old school rappers. Whenever you hear like somebody who's freestyling that doesn't know what they're doing, they what do they always default to? My name is Bum, and I'm, I'm here, here to say. say. <laughs> <laughs> right, because say is a very easily uh-huh. rhymable word. You yes. can say day, way, ray, mm-hmm. bay. There's so many things that you can do with it. So that that's a cop-out for you to be able to easily fold that into something else and keep yeah. while you're thinking. Well, and especially using that format, you've already got like half the words. My name is Boom, and I'm here to say that's the full. That's a full bar. That yeah. all you had to come up with was your own name, right? And then you could just say I rhyme this way every day, and that's yeah. like that, that's a full fucking. <laughs> that's two <laughs> bars right there that you only had to think of like three words for. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he's battling this guy, and the guy keeps saying thoughts connect, thoughts connect, words connect, blah blah blah, and he's using that, and it's a clever thing. But like, if you overuse it, people start to pick up on mm-hmm. it. And Sirius Jones picked up on it and he fucking flipped that line and, I mean, just annihilated him by, like, flipping that thing on yeah. its head. And he was like, this motherfucker used words, thoughts connect, like, 50 million times. And everybody fucking went crazy. <laughs> it was amazing. It was a great moment in the battle. You defeated me! <clears throat> it, was so, it was such a good thing to improvise off the top of his head. And I always, th- I always think about that when I overuse words, mm-hmm. that, like, people will pick up on that. And I've listened to other songwriters... Not people who uh, write rap music, but like songwriters, like just period, in, in, in all different genres. Yeah. And I didn't realize how important it was to them too to not overuse words. Mm. Uh, and 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 to me, I always thought that they were you're just trying to get a thought across, right? And you're just trying to get a feeling across, or whatever you're trying to say, you're just trying to get that across in the most potent way possible whether you want to use the most amount of words or whether you want to use the least amount of words you're just trying to get that thought across right right and i forgot who i was i think it might have been elvis costello or somebody i was watching they were talking about the essentialness of each word that you're using Mm -hmm. i think they talk about it a little bit in the beatles doc Mm -hmm. um it just the, the the how important it is to like use the right words like oh we already said that in the bridge right are we gonna say it again are we gonna use that same word again in the verse we've already said that word you only have a you have a very limited amount of space and you're gonna use the same words right. especially rock songs and R and B songs rap songs are 16 that's a lot of words yeah. that you can use you can repeat words and people won't really notice right text heavy very heavy yeah but like rock songs and r&b songs you got like eight bars sometimes four bars it's right. like you have to be really specific with the words that you sometimes use. dominated by the chorus too so. exactly so if you're going to do that if 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 you know 40 to 50, if a minute of a song is this melody that you you're already repeating the melody now you're gonna repeat words too? All that to get us back to <laughs> Eminem, which is like, you're gonna repeat the same words in this whole 
I'm super lyrical. It's cheating, man. And it, yeah. it's cheap and it's like, it's not impressive. If you're a guy who delves into the shit like I just did, yeah. <laughs> it's it just, you fall back on, eh. You see the, you see the tricks going on. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like watching a magician as a magician. And you see what he's done, and you're like, right. ah, you I know how you could have done that, that better. Yeah, I've, I know how to do that trick, yeah. and yeah. you should have done it this way so that the audience wouldn't be up, 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 up. That really, that's like the best metaphor that I can. It's like a magician watching a magician. There you go. And it, it's not impressive. the magic's gone. <clears throat> it's all gone. Well, all right. I'm glad I could get that off my chest because it's been weighing on me. And it felt like you needed to, and I'm, I'm <laughs> frankly here for it. So I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Every time he goes viral for something, every anytime somebody brings him up, anytime one of these hip hop Twitter accounts talks about him, I get I get angry. I get <laughs> okay. angry because take it very personally. I do because it, it it always comes from a place of people who don't really listen to music. Sure, but they're claiming that they do. Yeah, yeah. So you 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 know the the guys get ignored all the time or. Guys get overvalued for doing things that aren't that impressive. They're only impressive on the surface. You know, it's like it's like in basketball. If you're an analytics-heavy person, you're going to look at the numbers and go, like, this person is better than this person. But, you know, it depends on how you value things. Like, if you're, a per- if you're looking at music and you're saying, like, what's more valuable? How good he is per 16 bars or how good he could put together an album mm-hmm. the way that i look at that is like how good is that player individually versus how many rings do they have mm-hmm. what did they bring to their team how many championships have they won right right russell westbrook i think is an incredible player albeit not this season <laughs> he's not having a great season yeah watch some of his highlights and i'm like what, what's that. going on <laughs> but individually a guy who has averaged a triple double for three seasons won the mvp has gone to the nba finals you can't discount how good of a player he is right. has he ever made a classic album no you gotta you gotta bring your team to the championship, man. Mm-hmm. You gotta bring them to the promised land before you can claim classics. Sure. Eminem has classics. Well, debatable, but I would say I I would say Marshall Mathers LP you is gotta, a classic. You gotta give him at least that one. Yeah. I got yeah. I think you have to. I think he's brought. I think he's gone to the promised land once, maybe twice. I'd say Eminem show. I was gonna say if <clears throat> from a commercial standpoint, I think Eminem show is an outlier. I think you yeah. got you got to give that one a nod too. Yeah. So I give him that. I'll give him that. Yeah. I like Eminem show. Eminem. I like Eminem show a lot. I wouldn't say better than Marshall Mathers, but I do like Eminem show a lot. I could give him. I could give him both of those. Let's see, he's got two under his belt. Out of what nine albums, ten albums? Yeah, a lot. You know, it's like in counting. Yeah. Please God, no more. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the fucking halftime show is going to be filled with. It's going to be a hoop. It's, a hoot and a holler. Well, it's going to be fucking Dr. Dre goes out there, and, and he's just like, it's the next episode, and he's going to be rapping on slow. Kendrick's going to go out there and be all weird and shit, bouncing mm. around the stage. And then Eminem's going to come out and skibbity bop a doop a doop and you're just like... <laughs> and then Mary J. Blige is just going <laughs> to... She's going <laughs> to... Let's get it. 
It's going to be a crazy halftime show, man. It's a strange mix. That's all I'm going to say. It's a very strange mix of people. And a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lot of, like, top-tier artists that are out there. Man, it's... it's, I don't know what to expect. Shout out to Jay-Z, man. Yeah. For for, for doing this to us. I I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, all right. I think we spent enough time on that. Should we still... we, We... I said it at the top of the show, so we said we have to talk. Uh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. We'll dip down, but then we got the cheers of the week, and we'll okay. go right back up. All right? right, all right, all right. Wait, wait. Can can we get another beer though? <laughs> because I don't want to finish this one because I want to be able to talk to it at the end. But I'm getting parched talking about this already. So and you want? I, I know the next topic is just going to be. So you want to hold on to this, yeah. this little bit, so that we can yeah, revisit have a it. final taste, and then review. All right, I can deal with that. Okay, I'll grab. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> what do you want me to grab? Uh, just get the yes. Um, the cultures. The cultures, yeah. Get the cultures. Grab the cultures. Grab the cultures. The theme is purple. Ugh, all right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Back again. <clears throat> Fuck, I should have put timestamps. I'm going to have to go through the whole thing, man. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> it's all gonna right. take a second. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, it's fine. So, um, we've already done the crude Kolsch, but if you haven't had it yet, you need to. Yeah. It's the crude Kolsch from Red Light, Red Light. I mean, it's just a, it's just a solid drinker. You know what I mean? It's just one of those like easy going, chill. Yeah, yeah. Good it's a, boys. It's a crispy boy. Mm-hmm. Clocks in only at four point eight percent, so you know doesn't leave you feeling funky. But it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Uh, any hooser. Mm-hmm. As we were alluding to, we have one more topic. Yes. Um, but it's a it's a hefty boy, so <laughs> hefty, hefty, hefty. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <coughs> um, do you have a can you can you pull I up can, like the I can pull it up <clears throat> only if only, you call me Jamie. Jamie, can you can you pull that up? Joe Rogan. The boy Joe Rogan has uh We haven't really talked about if you if if you've <laughs> what? The Rolling Stone headline is Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson wax idiotic on climate change <laughs> and what it means to be black. <clears throat> I never heard the term wax idiotic. Wax idiotic. So that's good. That's a, that's a new one for me. But. The thing is about Joe Rogan is, I guess we're about to wade into some waters here. Are you ready for this? I sure hope so. I just, I guess we should let let's just let's just get this out of the way. Okay. Because if 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 anyone is so inclined, they could go back through the history of this show. And 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 know that we did used to cite Joe Rogan and the Joe Rogan experience as a very it's very important Im- to influential to this podcast. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah. And there's you, you can't make any bones about that. It, no. 
that's that's just the truth of the matter. Um, oh yeah, he's one of the first big names in podcasting. Yeah, and is still the biggest name in podcasting. Right. So it's hard to do this gig without you know having some influence. It's and it yeah and it's it's hard to it's hard to say, it's hard to admit to yourself like you can't if you've made a podcast in the last couple of years. It's hard for you to say, especially if it's like a comedy show or an entertainment show, sure. to be like, I've never listened to a single minute of Joe Rogan. Mm. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. Maybe now in the last like two years, two mm. or three years, because he's become whatever he is now. Right. <clears throat> but if you have a show that's as long as this show has been going on, I don't believe you. There's no way you can sit here and tell me that you didn't listen to Rogan. Yeah. And pull some stuff from it. Especially anyway. a long format show. Yes. Yes. If it's not like, you know, some kind of theme or something. If it's just one of, like a show like this, there's no way you can tell me you weren't listening to Rogan. Yeah. Be that as it may, I haven't listened to like the past at least, I don't know, 200 episodes. <laughs> okay. In full. Yeah. Yeah. And and we've, we, we're, we're, we've gotten to a weird place with old Joe Rogue. Mm-hmm. He signs the Spotify deal, and then it seems like, coinciding with the deal and the pandemic, something kind of changes. It was the move to Austin. <laughs> that's what it was. You think that's what it was? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it was the move to Austin. He got out of Hollywood, and he started taking on this different... Like, it seemed like it started around that time. Yeah. It wasn't when he moved, necessarily, but it was just before that. When I think there was a lot of um, animosity building in California. Well, there was, I mean, it was building partly because of the whole cancel culture thing was going on. Sure. The Me Too movement was going on. And also, um, it just was getting weird. They were the, the actors, Hollywood, they just do weird shit. And then you get the sure. pandemic happening. Yeah, on top of it. And and they do even weirder shit, especially yeah. in the beginning of the pandemic, Gal Gadot. And <laughs> oh, I forgot all about that. So uh, imagine all the people. You know, she even admitted that it was like it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. So you get all of that stuff co- like kind of coalescing, and then and just I don't know. I, not to say that there wasn't. He he's definitely said like weird borderline problematic stuff throughout his entire career and especially on the yeah. podcast it's just it's just hours and hours of content that it's hard not to at a point say something i mean i've probably said, oh we both definitely said some stuff yeah on the show well, i just mean sure. like on this episode today <laughs> yeah no uh, you definitely did well, I, I I gave context for whatever. I was <laughs> we doing. evolve on the show, though, and we've been very open about that, and and you know done our best to, you know, not be harmful generally to people. And yeah, and, you try not to be. Um, you know, I, I think it was as far as Joe Rogan is concerned, was far easier in the past for him to do his, oh shucks, I'm just an idiot. Yeah, you know, kind of routine, um, and fall back on well. You know, I'm just a comedian. I'm just a, I'm just an idiot. So what do I know? I don't know. Why do people listen to me? They shouldn't listen to me. Yeah. Like that was an excuse as of like two years ago, as recently as two years ago. He could use that excuse because he didn't have the global influence that he has. Right. But my point is now it's like 
you can't use that excuse anymore. And right. I, I found that he stopped using that excuse because I think he knows. I yeah. think he knows he can't fall back on ignorance and just saying, well, oh, shucks, I'm an idiot. Why are you listening to me? He's not doing that anymore. Yeah. And I think that's calculated. I think he knows. I think he's aware of that. Yeah. The fact that he has <clears throat> this like undeniable platform at this point. He's at the pinnacle of podcasting. Yeah. So there is no excuse for for any of that ignorance. Especially when he's only allowing people who he agrees with to have an open forum and the people who he doesn't seem to get more pushback from him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've always – and I think – I don't know if I've said this on the show before. I think I'm pretty sure I did bring it up like a long time ago. when The first time that he had Ben Shapiro on his show, I was disappointed in like – there were times where Ben Shapiro would say something, and I knew, having been a fan of Joe Rogan's for a long time, that he didn't agree with what Ben was saying. Right. Because Ben was his friend, he wouldn't push back on it. Mm-hmm. And I was disappointed. And I, and I remember that being a moment, this very pivotal moment in like my fandom of Rogan and me going, hmm. have, I, have I misplaced my... <laughs> because like I felt how a lot of people feel now... That he was a guy who was open-minded and he was a guy who was like, you know, if if you can give him a compelling argument, he would change his stance on things and sure. so on and so forth. Way – this was years ago when yeah. I thought this. And then, you know, you, you like I guess the veil starts to lift. Yeah. And you're just like, I mean, he's not that guy. Yeah. He's not the dude that, that is open-minded and um, – you know, sees things from every side. He is a guy who, just like everyone else, <clears throat> has an agenda and, you know, has his beliefs and, you know, try as he might to be the guy who is like this, this uh, uh, you know, open forum for discussion. His biases will come out in these conversations yeah. you know and 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 how he treats this person versus that person yeah this latest controversy being a very prime example mm-hmm. do you think in any fucking universe if joe rogan was talking to an actual african american that he would question what it meant to be to be black in any instance, do you think in any universe, if he actually had Michael Eric Dyson on his show, mm-hmm. that he would question his blackness to his face? There's no fucking no. possibility. No universe. No. He felt no very, variant he, of Joe Rogan. He felt very comfortable in front of bow-tied Ben Shapiro. No, not Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Excuse me. Uh, yes, he felt very, very comfortable to question Michael Eric Dyson's blackness. See, but he will, he will. I, I guarantee, he will push back and say, "Well, I was speaking only of literal colors, right? The physiology of of being black, it's not weird. actual. It's, it's weird that we call people white and people black because, you know, I'm not white. You know, I, I." A little. I'm tannish. I'm, I'm beige. <laughs> it's like yeah, you understand. You understand that black is a culture. He understands that. 
Of course. He understands that. Of course. You have to be a five-year-old to not understand that concept, right? Yeah. But, you know, it seems like this entire thing, especially this interview, it seems. I haven't listened to the entire thing because it seems like a chore. Yeah. But it seems like a lot of this sort of high-thinking, like, big idea kind of uh, interview is, is based all in, like, just making very simple things sound impossible to answer right or like these incredible concepts that nobody's thought of before oh why do we call this person black when they're actually brown yeah like doug if oh, you, if you oh, listen to Joe, blow my mind if you listen to jordan peterson talk about that shit and you're like well he makes a good point it's like doug shut <laughs> the fuck up think more think think more just a little bit think more a little harder for a second. There is nothing intelligent about Jordan Peterson sitting across from Joe Rogan going, and you know, he's not actually not black. He's kind of brown. He's like, you know, he's like, what? There's nothing intelligent about that take. Well, and the thing that kind of, you know, not kind of even, the thing that really made Joe throw himself under the bus was the, it, he moves away from it being just a topic of literal color, like yeah. literal, like, I'm beige and you're brown to, well, you know, I'm Italian, so. Right. Nobody and, told him to bring that part up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and, like, and, oh, and, you do and, understand ethnicity and culture and, and you understand that. And then, well, you shouldn't really call anyone black unless they're from like the darkest recesses the darkest, of Africa. Darkest. They got to be from a fucking Where they're cave. Not, they're not wearing any clothes. At the bottom of the, yeah, they've got to be fucking and, and they've, backwards. They, they're only fucking. so black because they, they've evolved to be that black. That's the only time <laughs> That's we That's the only reason you can call them black because right, those black, blackity black people <laughs> are black. Otherwise... You know, there's room for debate. You're you're actually brown. You're brown. Actually, you're a brown American. You're different. You're different shades. You're different shades. Uh, it it like this is the kind of stuff that you can you can <sighs> people try to make these arguments for him that he's you know it's a it's a long form conversation and things like these are things like this are going to be said and. You got to give him room to kind of, you know, he always kind of comes back and uh, corrects what he said. And they, you always see his fans are always like, uh, did you listen to the whole episode? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, should I need, do I need to listen to three hours of him and Jordan Peterson talking about lobsters and nonsense to get the part where he questions Michael Eric Dyson's blackness? For five minutes, right. and then they move on to the next thing. Do yeah. I need to listen to his entire? Do I need to go through and listen to fifteen hundred episodes of podcasts so that I know Joe Rogan as a person, so that I can make a judgment call as to what he meant in yeah. that moment? The game gets way better after hour <laughs> fifteen. You just yeah. have to get to that point, and then it opens up, and man, it's incredible. Man, it's, it's great. It's, it's completely really good. different. Yeah, people who listen to him every day will tell you that they know that that's not how he meant it. Sure. Because they think... They that, know him. And they don't. Right. You don't know him. And you I don't know, you know him. him. You think you do, but yeah. you don't. You don't right. know this person. That's one of the, the, the fallacies in logic when it comes to podcasting, and I'd hate to break the, the through the veil right now. Uh, we love you guys. We really do. Uh -huh. uh, we appreciate every single one of you, but you don't really know us. No. As people. 
We, we, I mean, yeah, to kind of break the fourth wall on this, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of bits that we'll do on this show where either we're, like, you know, poking the bear, playing devil's advocate, being an outside version of ourselves. Sure. Hiding emotions. Uh-huh. Or amping things up. Or amping things up so that it's a more entertaining show. To think that because you've listened to 300 episodes of this show, thank you. Thank you, yes. <laughs> and to think that you know us personally, know our fears and our goals and right. what makes us happy and what makes us sad and, mm-hmm. all, and, and how we feel about each individual thing. I mean, there's only a finite amount of time that we can even delve into this for sure. instance yeah we could sit here and talk about this for another six hours yeah. and still not get to the heart of it yeah so for you to think that you know and you can defend and speak for joe rogan of all people because you've watched him on the ufc and you've watched his stand-up and you listen to his podcast it's just it's 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 um it's it's uh delusional which mind you we have too <laughs> Like yeah, we've, we've done all we've those done things. all of those things. Yeah, so you're not. It's not as if like you, unless you have spent time with this man and his family, and you've listened right. to like deep personal conversation. You've had deep personal conversation with him. You and I are on the same level. I watch the UFC every week I'll, or every month. I, I, I I'm going to go out on a limb here too and say even if that's the case, even if even if you're Joe Rogan's <laughs> best friend in real life, doesn't matter yeah because the message he's putting out there is this right so even if it's a misinterpreted message that's the message he's putting out there yeah that's what that's that is what part sure it's a a small section of a much larger conversation but like that is still out there that is a still a a clip of him actually saying these words Mm -hmm. actually having these feelings and that's that's not refutable yeah. That's facts. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I don't know what the argument is here. Like, he said those things. Maybe he meant something differently. Maybe he misspoke. But that's out there. And I haven't seen any retraction. I haven't seen any, you know, conversation about him saying, oh, I didn't mean it that way. Like, I, I understand the nuances of culture and ethnicity and, you know, prejudice and everything that goes <clears throat> along with blackness. No. Well, and and that's, I mean, okay, so... To play devil's advocate in this situation, as a as two guys who have listened to Joe Rogan a lot, no, you he obviously you can tell that what he was trying to say or what he meant by what he was saying was the physiologic the physiological state of actual the color skin black. Tone. Right. Yes, that's that's obvious. It doesn't take a genius to get there. It doesn't take a person who's sure. listened to thousands of hours of his voice to get to that point. It's yeah. obvious that that's what he was saying. That's not the problem. No. The problem is the context in which he is bringing this stuff up is Michael Eric Dyson was criticizing Jordan Peterson and he called him an angry white man. <laughs> and Joe Rogan's response is, well, what is black? You're, you're and, not even white. Yeah, <laughs> you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he's like you're not even angry. That's the crazy thing. Say like you're not even angry. And then Jordan Peterson's like, and I'm not actually that white. I'm I'm kind of I've got color and blah blah. 
and and Rogan then is like, yeah, I mean, you know, and you're not even like I'm Italian, and like I'm, you know, it's like I don't even, and it just goes off into let's, this place where like let's turn this into the worst section that it could possibly turn into. Seriously, and I don't listen. I don't get how people can listen to that and be like, yep. This is the dude that I need to place all of my faith into. Three hours I'm going to dedicate to this guy day in and day out. That's the dude spewing that. This is your king. Even even if you weren't offended by what he was saying, you should, your intelligence should be insulted by listening to just them sit there and fucking volley that ball back and forth. The the main problem for me is that I, you know, of course, I, I, I love to, I love to torture myself. So I look at the <coughs> comment section. I always do. Uh-huh. Um, and literally all of Joe Rogan's posts are just people fawning over him. Fawning over and him. And saying, oh, you are, you are my baby. You are king. Dude. You know, like, not literally those words, but, you know, the gist. Close. Yeah. I mean, Might just saying well. thank you so much for standing up for, you know, <coughs> truth. Unlike CNN, uh, you know, and like all, which mind you, quick aside, the whole CNN Sanjay Gupta thing was messed up. Mm-hmm. It was messed up what they did to him, saying that uh, it, it was in, invected, invected, in, in the, the horse dewormer yeah, yeah, medicine, yeah. yeah, saying that it's only for horse deworming <laughs> when it's actually a medication that can be prescribed to human beings, and saying that he was taking horse dewormer. Nobody's defending CNN on this podcast. No, no, no. That was clearly wrong, and we say so. So we're not delusional to that end. But same thing, though, like on the other end of things with the entire fan base, it just seems like completely blind to the fact that he calls himself a moron at all times. I think they they see it as, like, endearing. And just go, oh, well, he's just being modest. Yeah. He's actually the the one source of truth in this world. Well, they see him as the everyman who is doing what they they tell themselves that they're doing, which is their own independent research. My own research, right. And, and you know. They are Aaron Rodgers. They're yeah. looking at the truth of the matter instead of what is being fed to them by MSNBC Spoon and CNN. By the mainstream media. And because Joe Rogan looks at all these other sources that mind you the rest of us can look at all of a sudden he is like this superior like he's doing more right. than what you're doing and he's he's going to get to the truth of the matter right even though he just pulls the shit up live there was that fucking <clears throat> clip that went viral about him and the guy arguing about <laughs> yeah just um, just before this controversy yeah just before this he had another one yeah. where the guy was like uh joe was saying that um um Teens and children are more susceptible to uh, myocarditis. Mm. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, myocarditis. Um, because of the vaccine, and the guy was like, "That's not true." Yeah. And he and Rogan no, was it just is like, yeah, no, it's I read it, and, and the guy was like, "I'm telling you, it's, that's <laughs> not the case." And he yeah. was like, "Let me pull this," and he pulls it up, and it's not true. Yeah, we were talking about kids. We were, we we're talking about children. yeah, and he does everything in his power goes, to no, try to like look. It says you know. And he's just wrong at every yeah. fucking point. He's just wrong, wrong, wrong. And then Rogan will Rogan posts on Twitter like later on after the video is posted, after he goes viral mm-hmm. and after people are criticizing him, and he's like, "Hey man, I, I get it. You know, I, I I looked a little silly here because 
um, <clears throat> you know, I was I was stuck on a thing and like I couldn't get over it. But this is why I was stuck on that thing. And he posts the article that he read mm -hmm. that led him to believe what he believed. Some people would look at that as transparency. Right. The problem is there's no retraction. There's no apology. There's right. just this is why I was this is why I felt the way that I felt. Here's the incorrect information that I was fed. Exactly. And so I'm that's not giving why. you the correct information. I right. am showing you why I felt differently. I'm not apologizing for being wrong even though I was proven wrong live. Yeah. I'm showing you why I felt the way that I felt. And then goes on to later on on his on his Twitter page retweet and like posts um continuing to uh uh, prove, not prove, but right. but to to show what he the wrong information that he already was it was already proven wrong. Yeah, and he's yeah. and he's retweeting. Well, and, what's your source? And he's, right. <laughs> I only trust my own sources. <laughs> so he's going through and he's and he's retweeting and he's quote tweeting all of the things, and he's already admitted to being wrong. But he's 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 pulling these things up and saying like, like, I mean, was I wrong though? Really though? Right, like, was right. I wrong? And it's just like. You guys are like blinded by the fact that like he'll do something like that to to make it seem like he's being transparent yeah. and he's um you know he, he's seeing the argument from both sides he's and, open to new and, ideas but he's not right. he's not actually yeah he had it in his head that that's what happens with vaccines and he didn't let it go he just didn't want to like stonewall the episode yeah. by continuing to just harp on that yeah. one thing but like he felt away and he didn't change his mind. No. And and that's part of like that's not that's part of it, but that's one of the biggest things is like Joe Rogan is not this patron saint of free speech and yeah. open-mindedness and that's what he tries to promote, but he's really not. We are going to get our asses kicked for this episode. I, <laughs> my butt Oh my, my butt God. is literally tingling. <laughs> gonna get, from uh, how much we are gonna get beat up. It's getting ate up right now. Yeah, that's I mean, that's fine. Whatever. It, we're speaking our truth, okay? Yeah. That, feel how you feel. Feel about how it. you want to feel about it. You know, leave a comment if you feel so inclined. We'll yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk it out. Especially if you're a fan. You know, we have our opinion. We respect yours, but. It's just like I, I I genuinely don't understand how someone cannot see Joe Rogan as a highly fallible source at the very least, yeah. at the very kindest. And if you, I don't see how you can't listen to this. At, oh well, okay. Let me backtrack. I could see how if you're a if you're not a person of color, and especially if you're not a black person, how you could watch this clip and try to um. You know, cut through the back streets sure. and get to a place where you can see where he's coming from. But the rest of us can see the forest from the trees on yeah. this one. And it's not that hard, man. No. There's not a lot of forest, <laughs> not a lot of trees. No. It's just pretty fucking clear as day. It, it, it's an open field on this one. Yeah. I just don't know how. I don't see how there's not a retraction coming or some kind of apology. Or some kind of clarification. I just don't. I don't know how you don't. Because, like I said at the top of this bit, and this is kind of where I'll, I'll, we can just kind of end it. <clears throat> Joe Rogan would never, ever, 
question a black man's blackness to his face. Yeah. And that that's just it. That's the end of the conversation. He wouldn't do that. As you shouldn't. Because right. how fucking dare you? As a white man, as an Italian, he's, how fucking dare you? He's beige. He's a little he's a little brown. He's a little brown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like the one of one of the prevailing comments that I saw from other people reposting it was these are two these two are the last human beings on the planet Earth who should be having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You don't get to question someone's blackness well, as a white person. You're clearly Pro cancel culture. <laughs> I don't want him canceled. I want him to have Michael Eric Dyson on the show. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, and I want to see him do this bullshit with him sitting across from him. That's what I want to see. Well, you think it's silly that Michael Eric Dyson had anything to say about Jordan Peterson, your best friend? You think that's silly that he has any? You don't. First of all, they don't even. I'm not gonna. I don't know if they actually went into the content of what Michael Eric Dyson was talking about when mm -hmm. he mentioned Jordan Peterson's. I don't know that because I didn't listen to the full episode. Yes. So if Which they do... I will say I do plan on actually listening to this one just well, because of all well, the controversy yeah. around it. So if there is a point in which they actually parse out what he was talking about when he mentioned Jordan Peterson, that's a different conversation. Um, but that's not what they talked about in this clip. They didn't talk about no. the content of what Michael Eric Dyson was saying. They, for some reason, <laughs> got fucking hung up on, on semantics. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to bring Michael Eric Dyson on to talk about why he said whatever he said about Jordan Peterson, that's fine. But there is a moment in the three hour conversation that you have with Michael Eric Dyson, where you have to confront this bullshit. Yeah. And you have to talk about the fact that for some reason you spent five minutes talking about if Michael Eric Dyson is even black enough to talk about being black. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I mean, to cap my end off on this one, I feel like there's no winning other than what you just said, which he's not going to do. Mm-hmm. Because if if people start saying, well, Joe Rogan should be silenced, he should be, quote, canceled for this, he's just a martyr. Yeah. And, and people are just going to, you know, stand <clears throat> up. The eh, same thing has happened. We, we didn't even touch on this, but the whole thing with um, Neil Young. Oh, yeah. Up in arms uh, against his music being on Spotify because Joe Rogan is, you know, said some highly incorrect things about coronavirus and vaccines. Um, so I don't think uh, just just to butt in for two seconds. I don't think on this show we're not talking about like canceling Joe Rogan or like killing no, his show. Like no, that's never absolutely that's never not. been any that's never been the agenda of this show. No. That's not yeah. So get that out of here. We we have no interest in seeing his him being deplatformed and fucking people taking a show. I I'd rather him continue to spew this. Okay, I mean, let me <laughs> well, don't go that far. I wouldn't say I'd rather him continue to say what he's saying, but I would rather him be able to do that and other people be able to criticize him for that 
It's just his platform is way larger than a lot of other people's who sure. criticize him. That's a different conversation. But sure. We're not talking about deplatforming Joe Rogan. No, Morgan. no, not at so. all. Not at all. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I just I feel like there's there's not really a winning situation here for the truth because you know his his defenders will defend him until death. Yeah, and he's not going to have uh, Michael Eric Dyson on to have an honest conversation about it. And if he does, you know, I sit here corrected, but I'd love to see it. I, yeah, I would too. So yeah. we'll see if that happens, but I doubt it because it seems like at this stage of his career, he's unwilling to budge from his viewpoints, which is, you know, uh, antithetical to what Joe Rogan is supposed to stand up for. And yeah. I don't see how more of you people don't see that and feel completely like, you know, abandoned by him yeah you know it, it just feels like it's it's very clear that he's abandoned his own uh crusade really yeah and i think a lot of people don't see it because they tend to agree with his viewpoint of the world or are willing to be persuaded into his viewpoint because you know he's the big daddy yeah so i don't know maybe think for yourselves a little bit like <coughs> you, you claim to and uh I don't know. Look look at different perspectives of things. Yeah. I mean, I'm not telling we're not telling you guys to not like to stop watching his show. I think all we're really saying is like there's other podcasts, there's other sources, there's other like take that if he's part of the rotation of you know, sources. But fine. Sure. Just yeah. don't let that be the only source. Don't. I just don't. If you ever start the conversation with, well, on Joe Rogan or, well, Joe Rogan says it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. You know? He's a comedian, you know? He's a comedian. He's a moron by his own admission. Yeah. He's a moron. Doesn't yeah. know what the fuck he's talking about. Yep. And it's people like you who have made it so that he has 20 million follow or 20 million listeners or downloads a week. Hope you're happy. Can you imagine? He would never say that shit to fucking Dave Chappelle. He wouldn't have his his homeboy Chappelle on and then be like, "Are you how really black, black are you really? You know, let's talk about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, so uh, I think we got it, right? Almost. Almost. Yeah. Well, before we get out of here, you know what we have to do, kids. We had to give our cheers of the week. So, Obi, if you would, please do us the uh, the honor and giving us your cheers of the week. Yeah, certainly. Uh, my cheers of the week is the Netflix series Cobra Kai. Cheers. Mm-hmm. So there's much said about Cobra Kai already. Um, in this world of remakes and revisits and, and soft reboots and all of that stuff. Um, you know, Cobra Kai stands apart, I feel. Um, it's, a, it's an impossible show, really. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't exist. It's an aberration in this timeline. I feel like it's this variant that should be cleansed from, from our timeline because it's, it's just too good for what we deserve <laughs> based on just... <laughs> What we've been going through recently, yeah. Um, but it's so strange. It, it 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 does the the recent but also very rare feat of making its source material better. 
with this sort of far-flung sequel in a way. Um, so if, if you don't know, Cobra Kai is a way later sequel to the Karate Kid series, the original Karate Kid series, um, where we're following Joey Lawrence and the, the villain of the original uh, Karate Kid series. Mm-hmm. And it is this melodramatic, super cheesy, very, very fun uh, uh, high school drama, really, at the end of uh, the day. <clears throat> but there's so much to love in it, and it, it, it pays so much respect and honor to its source material that you wouldn't expect it deserves because it's the Karate Kid. Right. And who really cares? But if you go back, the original, especially the original Karate Kid, was a really good movie. Yeah. Um, the, the subsequent sequels, not as much, but it's funny how much reverence there is paid to those with the, the, this entire Cobra Kai series. It makes those so much better in hindsight. Mm. And they bring back characters. I'm not going to spoil anything here, but they bring back characters. They, they flesh them out more. It's well thought out. There's a little bit of something for everyone involved. Um, again, it's very cheesy, so you kind of have to get acquainted with that sort of schmaltzy melodrama. Yeah. But once you're once you're attuned to it, it flies by. Mm-hmm. So as someone who is uh, you know <clears throat> pretty um, jaded as far as TV and movies go. Um, I allowed myself to enjoy it, and I think you should too. And don't forget, it it is the little show that could. Yeah. Because it started off as a YouTube original, mm-hmm. and I remember like when it came out, people were watching it on YouTube and going, "Yo, this <laughs> show is way better than it deserves to yeah. be." It's a YouTube show about some '80s movie where you take the perspective of the villain, and you're like, "What the fuck? Yeah. Why is this show so well written?" Why is it so well acted? Why is it so like fucking creative? Like, what is the? Where does all this power come from? It feels like a uh, perfect storm kind of project for sure. Because everyone involved, like all the actors they got to come back, like all still bring it. Like Mm -hmm. they're all still like in shape and like up for doing this role. Yeah, and like it, it just it works out so well. It's a real love for the source material. Yeah. It's a genuine love and and a passion for continuing the story right. and not just trying to like bank on it. Yeah. But like making a fucking cohesive story out of it. Yeah. And and a lesson as far as like this only works if you have a story to tell. Yeah. Because if you were to if, if a studio were to try to pull a story out of uh I don't know, just remaking the Karate Kid, it wouldn't have been nearly as good. As somebody who had a clear joy and love for the Karate Kid and thinking about it in a really interesting way and going, what if we follow the villain of the Karate Kid, you know, how many years later? Yeah. And see where that guy ended up and suddenly, like, try to flesh his character out to make him this character that we grow to love. Yeah. It's really interesting, and I, I wish more franchises would do that. Yeah, doing a real what if, and not just a, you know, 
Biff becomes a terrorist or like some sure. like crazy thing that has no bearing in the universe in the rules of the universe that's yeah. already set. If you take all of those things that you already know about the character and then try to flesh them out in a real way, you could get a genuine story out of that. The yeah. problem is every time you try to do these what if things, people try to go in this really weird, you know, outlandish direction and it's like, well, like base it in what we already know about these people. Yeah. The villain of uh, uh, Karate Kid, you can see that there, even in the first movie, there mm -hmm. are redeeming qualities. Sure. Like, you can see that there are glints of, like, you know, I could, you know, there's remorse. There's, like, real, there's there's things there that, like, you can play off of. Yeah. And well, that's he, why it, it makes sense. He's ultimately victimized, not to spoil the Karate Kid, he's ultimately victimized by a sensei. So it's like... There's levels to it, you yeah. know. Like, you, you <laughs> did you say not to spoil the Karate Kid? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, if <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of people who are listening who maybe not, <laughs> maybe didn't grow up watching the Karate Kid like I did. Um, so if if you know you're of a certain age and haven't caught the Karate Kid yet, definitely go check it out. The first one's incredible. The rest, not so much. But. You know, could be fun to revisit all of them. Spoiler alert for The Karate Kid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's an old movie, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah, spoiler alert for The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert for The Godfather. Jesus comes back. Things happen. People die. Mm. Uh, my cheers of the week is going to uh, a little-known content creator. Oh, no. Ah, uh, we almost it made it too, long. To, it was too we much. Flew too close to the sun. Too close. Too uh, close. All right. Well. All right. Well, the rest of this is just going to have to be audio only. Camera died. Audio only. Okay. Um, Cheers. <clears throat> a little known content creator called HBO. Home box office, you say? Home box office. They're starting to really ramp up their uh, their original content. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of crushing it. Our cheers last year, or last year, last week, your cheers was Peacemaker, which is an HBO original, HBO yep. Max original show. Yep. And a lot of their stuff is really, really starting to ramp up. People talk about Euphoria every week. Oh, all the time, yeah. <clears throat> and I have found myself, I used to, when you do the rotation of streaming services, you start with Netflix, you, yep. hit, you hit Hulu maybe, mm -hmm. you might go... Amazon Prime, maybe. Sure. Sometimes they have weird movies on there. Um, well, a lot of people get it just through their Prime uh, account. Yeah, yeah. Every Most people, so. if you have Prime, you already... Well, not most people. If you have Prime, you have Prime streaming. Yeah. I don't know how many people dedicate their time to going on Amazon and looking at the movies. You would be surprised at how many good movies are actually on there. Yeah. But neither here nor there. I think most people do the HBO... Or, I'm sorry, Netflix, Hulu... Then they might do Disney Plus, mm. HBO Max is in that rotation now. I have found myself starting with HBO and mm. then moving towards the rest of them afterward okay. because of the sheer amount of – we've talked about HBO is like for some reason getting their hands on like the yeah, best. Yeah, really good. Yeah. And No Shutter for you? Well, I don't have Shutter. <laughs> If I had Shutter, I mean Shutter. Shutter would be in the rotation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, wait, brief, brief aside – after my, you know, controversial discussion about uh, canceling Shutter, uh -huh. I found out I paid for six months of Shutter. Oh, so I've got it for a little while. There you go. So it it, it solved itself, folks. Yeah, see, 
I'm happy. It solved itself. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, I the the other day, I'm sitting around and <clears throat> me and Paris are watching. We're trying to figure out what to watch and 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 what do we find ourselves doing? But going through all of the fucking Harry Potter movies. Okay. Why is all seven Harry Potter movies on HBO? WB. And. That's <laughs> And that and 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 you know it's it's hard to argue with, you know it's hard to argue with a, a streaming service that has Netflix will give you like part two maybe part three of a movie sure. and yeah. you're like dog I just want to watch the first one why do you have you'll get the worst le- movie in the series you'll get Lethal Weapon four <laughs> but you won't get one through three no and. You know, I mean, uh, there's much to be said for being able to just sit through and watch all seven movies. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it. I've I've mentioned this on the show before, maybe a long time ago. Not a huge Harry Potter fan. Mm -hmm. Didn't really care for the series. Read some of the books. You historically aren't much into fantasy, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't do the. I mean, wizards and witches and 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 dragons and. You know, it doesn't really. I watched Game of Thrones, thought it was a good show, right. but, but I that, think that was a that was a shift from the norm. Yes, yeah, very much so. You got into it late because you weren't into that genre. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, but now you're watching Witcher, and I did. I watched Witcher, <laughs> and it, and it's it's really good. And 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 all this to say, maybe I was fucking wrong. Yeah. Maybe I was yeah. wrong. And you know, dragons and fucking knights and all this corny shit, uh, uh, is is dope shit. And I was mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, I'm man enough to admit that. Okay. So, you know, uh, <clears throat> HBO is one of those like content kings. They're just gonna continue to pump shit out. And I hate to big up a corporation, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's just like, I mean, <laughs> what, 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 what do you want? What do you want me to do? What are you gonna do? What, what are you gonna, gonna do? do? What are you gonna do? Forget about it. Forget about it. All right. <clears throat> Seeing as you can't see us anymore, we don't really <laughs> even have to be like playing to the camera. Although it's n- now it's a natural reaction. Yeah, we, we are doing. just so you know. Uh, let's review these brewskis and get out of here, so right. people don't have to continue staring at the same old image. It's a picture of a puppy dog. You're gonna put. You a mean picture to put a, a puppy, puppy dog? Well, I usually put the camera died image, but I can put a dog. Okay, yeah, do that. All right, I'll put it. Can you put a dog on the outside? It says the camera died. Here's a dog. Yeah, I can do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry to give you more work, but I feel like it's, you know. <laughs> no, nah, it'll take me a couple seconds it's to make pay that off, image. You I gotta, know? yeah, find a cute dog and then put the camera down. Uh-huh. Okay. Tonight's brew was from Spencer, which is a Trappist brewery and the only American Trappist brewery. And this was their Monk's Reserve Ale. It is their quadruple. And Obi, what did you think? That's a, that's a strong boy right there. It's not weak. No. Um, I mean, this was quite good. I was expecting it to actually be a bit harsher on the tongue, given mm-hmm. that it's a quadruple. I was expecting it to be a bit more um, boozy. Right. As as some of these higher ABV uh, brewskis can be. Um I did, you know, I, I definitely tasted the flavor of, of the alcohol in it, but it didn't hit me in the nose, didn't hit me in the back of the throat, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was strangely smooth. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to, to the point it kind of threw me off a little bit, to be honest with you. I, I was expecting a bit more of a punch. Um, but that being said, like, it, it's tasty. It's very tasty. 
Um, I think, especially with the fact that it is America's only uh, officially certified Trappist only. brewery, um, that adds some some cool factor to it. Um, I, you know, I am I'm kind of dancing between a four and a half and a five um, because I did really enjoy it, but I I don't know. I I think I think I'm leaning a just a just a hair to four point five. Four point five. Yeah, you sure? Just, I think so. I think just based on the flavors, the <laughs> the smoothness of it is good. It's a that is a net positive for the mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. But I feel like it could have used a little bit more. I don't know, just a little more flavor. Hmm. Um, I was expecting more flavor, and I didn't get as much as I was expecting. So you know that that counted against it in my book. Okay. But still very delicious, and I you know I I, I big up Spencer for being the only American Trappist brewery so shout out all right all right i i can dig that i uh feel a little bit differently about it i think that it's i think it's it's uh i mean contextually an american brewery being you know doing something good enough to be even uh recognized as an official trappist brewery um is already good enough and I think that Spencer does well enough to um, earn the title of a Trappist brewery. Sure. I would give it a f- five. Okay. Point five. Wow. Five point five. Wow. <clears throat> I'm going to give it five and a half. And I think that um, this is to say that. They are doing well enough to be in the discussion as all of the other well-known mm-hmm. Trappist breweries around the world. Sure. I think that, you know, I think they accomplished what they set out to do, malt forward, caramelly notes. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it could have been, maybe if it was, as you say, a little bit more flavorful, that could have pushed it to a six. Maybe make it the perfect Trappist beer. Sure. I want to, you know, give a little retraction here to the point of it's not unflavorful. Right. You definitely get a mouthful of of that malty flavor and sweetness. and It's all there. It's a good score. Yeah. I'm I'm just trying to let people know. I'm not trying to lead them astray. I'm not saying this is a, a bad brew at all. It's very good. I'm just saying I think the shift of expectation in my mind is what led me to that mm. point. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think I might like Trappist beers a little bit more than you, though. Maybe. Just at the end of the day. Maybe. I don't know. Let's have more. Okay. We haven't had a lot of Trappist beers on here in a while. Like, when's the last time we had, like, a fucking Chimay or, like, uh, fucking... It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, yeah, no, it's been quite a while. We usually have them towards the holidays because they mm-hmm. tend to be a bit uh, heavy, heavy drinkers. So, yeah. um, but now I'm I'm more than happy to have some more doubles and triples. Let's reintroduce some of those because uh, we've done a lot. We've done a lot in the neighborhood of like lagers, Kolsch's, fucking IPAs. Yeah, let's let's uh let's get a little weird. Okay. I'm down. Weird. Let's get a let's get weird this year. 2022. Let's do some weird shit. Let's do some more sours. Let's do some more Trappist stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's do some saisons. Let's do some like let's do some stuff outside of our wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Let's right. get let's get weird. We got fifty two episodes. <laughs> you know, let's get weird. Okay, I'm down. All right. Well, uh, Obi's down, and so that means we have you have to wait till next week to 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 hear the whatever weird shit that we get into. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, this has been the One Beer In podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. The year of the funk. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have a beautiful evening. We love you. Good camera guy. Couldn't make it to two. Almost. Almost. It was almost.